Um, so here's the question. You're on a boat. Do you take, for bathing, do you take Zest, Irish Spring, or Lever 2000? Lever. Lever? Yeah, I'll make that shit last. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I'll, first that, of all, what I'll do is that last longer than everything boat, else. Right? So, uh, so two thirds of us are dying. So I need to, I need to stay clean, right? So I'm out of here. They gotta find a spick and span. So what I'm gonna corpse. do is I'm gonna cut my my bar lever two thousand and a half. So when people ask me if I have any soap, I'm like, dude, I'm almost out. Like every time, you know. That's why people just stop asking me because they feel bad. They think I'm almost out of soap. I'm gonna die, right? Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve along with the other Steve. Uh, hello. And Ryan. Uh, we're a couple days late, but I want to give a happy 25th anniversary to that time at The Undertaker threw mankind 16 feet off the top of a hell in the cell. Oh, God, he killed proceeded, him. Then proceeded <laughs> to chokeslam him through said cell and then chokeslammed him onto hundreds of tacks. Uh, I guess it was his 25th anniversary recently. What do you think hurt worse? So I watched it. What do you think hurt worse? The tax? All the tax. But I feel like like once you fell off the hell in the cell that you may not have, like, you know, neurological impulses (laughs) in the lower extremities or your back. Well, like a a wrestling ring, though, is, like, it is relatively... Relatively softer than, say, like a boxing ring, what most people have been on. Right. Yeah, I've been in a wrestling ring. It's it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all like it's a it's all like it's all like it's a trampoline, but but yeah, yeah. it's it's, got it's, it's better than the alternative. Now, yeah. what doesn't have give is a, a plywood announcer's table that <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking thrown through. But so it like a video pipe popped up on YouTube where it was like well, they're the Undertaker and wood. mankind <clears throat> got together and like watched the match again and like had like a retrospective. Yeah. And it was kind of cool, like their commentary, where they were like up on the top and they didn't know how they were going to get down off the cage. Like, I guess Mankind just kind of climbed the cage and that wasn't part of it. Like, he was just up there trying to figure out how he's going to get down. And then Undertaker was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go up there. And he had a broken foot at the time. Who is Mankind? Are you talking about Cactus Jack? Yeah, it's oh, okay. his, I guess it's yeah, he was he was mankind yeah, at the time. Oh, yeah. dude, love okay. McFoley. I got it, dude, love McFoley. He, I guess <laughs> before he got I'm making tossed, a terrible joke. Go ahead. So before he got tossed, I guess the only thing the Undertaker had said was just get ready as he threw him off the fucking oh. top of the cage. So like, because it wasn't right. planned at all. So it was like, oh shit. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> it was by the, the Undertaker, do you mean? Thing. By the Undertaker, do you mean Kane the Undertaker? <laughs> yes, because that was that was the Undertaker's original name was he was Kane the Undertaker, uh, the, and okay, they the, cut yeah, off the Kane yeah. part, and then Kane became his like his brother character. Right, but then he like tombstone. Well, they were gonna him call him like, Big fucking... Daddy Kane, but somebody already took that. So and like choke slammed him into all these tacks and shit like that. Like he like he had to be fucked up. There's no even if wrestling is quote unquote you know you know air quotes fake. This dude got fucked up. <laughs> no yeah, but that was that was also sort of towards the end of like Mick's in ring career, and yeah. he had done like he had done crazier stuff in Japan. So while I'm sure it did hurt and stuff, it wasn't his first time to like the the getting like slammed on tacks, getting thrown right. down sixteen feet rodeo. And if you remember that match or that pay per view, 
he actually came back out later on to interfere in the match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kane. And he was, like, missing teeth from the chair that, like, Undertaker had hit him with. So he's, like, missing teeth, bleeding, which is real. I guess if you go back and watch the footage, it looks like there's a booger hanging through his nose. But it's, like, his incisor went through his fucking lip and into his nose. He got legitimately fucked up in that match. And he was just like, no, I just want to keep going out and wrestling more. Lunatic. Yeah. And speaking of lunatics. Speaking of wrestling. <laughs> oh. Today we're going to be talking about William Adams. I don't know who that is. Also, is that also guy, known is that as the, the $6 bill. It's, it's the, uh, you know, he was the Kentucky gentleman in uh, Mid-South Wrestling. <clears throat> okay. Really? Uh, I'm no, just a uh, simple Southern gentleman wrestler. <laughs> Uh, William Adams, though, was a uh, was an English uh, mariner uh, who could quite possibly be the uh, the first recorded weeaboo. The first recorded weeaboo. He was obsessed with Japan. Yes, as as, as someone who is who has uh, immersed himself in Japanese culture, uh, um, which was a lot harder back then. So he had <laughs> like anime <laughs> body pillows and stuff. Wait, what year was it? We know like, were they locked off? What year was it? It was 1564, so he got in right before the... Or he was born in 1564, so he got in around 1600, so which was like right before the cutoff. Right before yeah, they locked right the door. Right up underneath the bar. Now what? Hold <laughs> <Old> door. <laughs> Kono uh, Britannia, man. Nah, man, I was already here. You can't kick me outside. You gotta see, Jen. Like those really <laughs> shitty jokes they used to make about the Cubans touching Florida soil, like back in the nineties. Like, oh, sorry, Marty here, can't touch yeah, me. I'm good, can't touch me. But Adams, he was born on September twenty fourth, fifteen sixty four, in Gillingham, Kent, England. Uh, when he was twelve, his father died, and he was apprenticed to a shipyard owner, a master Nicholas Diggins, at Limehouse, uh, uh, in order to train him to be a seafarer. Um, he spent the next 12 years of his life uh, learning uh, shipbuilding, astronomy, and navigation before entering into the Royal Navy. Um, when England was at war with Spain, um, Adam served with the Royal Navy under Sir Francis Drake. Oh, is that the um, guy from the Uncharted games? Yeah. That's his, like, great-great-grandfather. There's wait, a lot more greats in there. I just don't wait, feel like saying great, like, six times. That's a real guy, though? Sir Francis Drake? Sir Francis Drake. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, he was like he's like one of the big ones that came up like regardless of which school you went to. I, dude, I don't remember that at all. He was really? he was the one who this. defeated the the yeah. Spanish Armada. I don't know what he did, but I know the name. Well, they started they started talking about an, a famous English person, and he just started he just like started blasting like now just, like wait, Irish wait. punk music. Now, Sir, Sir, France, <laughs> Sir Francis Drake was he was the softest general like in the history of the game, right? Like he didn't he have a song, um, got the boat going up on a Tuesday. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny because it I think is the only Tuesday. One that, he was. I think the only thing he has in common with him is they're both pedophiles. Probably. Oh, oh stranger yeah, things have happened. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, but uh, I think him and a a Sir Common, a contemporary from that time period, are generally considered to be the softest <laughs> of military leaders. Funny um, about Common but, is Common doesn't look soft. He looks like a like a mean dude, you know. 
I've, I've I heard, wouldn't I've, want to meet Common. He's a big I've, pillow. Apparently, I've, I've heard he's quite buttery. <laughs> he's buttery. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be this like Tumblr that was really good, and it was like rap industry fan fiction, and it was like Drake and Common like confronting each other, just talking about how soft they were as they like pressed their fingers at each other's chests as they like insulted <laughs> each other, and how like buttery smooth Common was. <laughs> Hey, is Big Ghost still around? Let me see. Is he still around? He's still around. That's a brave thing to say to Common, because Common is a, not a small guy to be like, you're buttery smell. <laughs> Big Ghost. The cocaine knuckles. All right. Um, but Adams, uh, he, he would see his naval service against the Spanish Armada in 1588, and he was master of uh, Richard uh, Diefeld's uh, resupply ship. Um, oh, he was, so explain to me something real quick before we go any further, because you said he's master of a supply ship, right? There is a movie called Master and Commander. Never saw it, so no, I'm not even like referring to the movie, but just in title, right? So there's these are, I guess, positions on these boats. Master and Commander refer to positions on the boat. Um, yeah, like I believe a uh, a master is like a almost like a first mate. Okay, and your commander is like your captain, and that's just like the stupid English way of saying it. That's the that's the movie, master and commander. But I didn't realize so that a, you were referring a, a to master titles or, or positions on the ships. Well, he's he's essentially the the head navigator. No, I think the um, master so he's like, is actually in charge of putting like chum and um, certain uh, parts of fish on the end of fish hooks. He's the master baiter. <laughs> Hi oh. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, but a um, it, it's the equivalent of a warrant officer, and it is the uh, the navigator. Okay. I like how he says it's the equivalent of the warrant officer. Like that clears it up for me. Thanks. He right. did that on purpose, <laughs> so, right? He became he became that position on the ship on purpose, well, right? So he could get to Japan. Well, uh, uh, quick. Well, a warrant officer um is, is like a is like a type of like ranking. You said to turn left. Uh, within the like, boat, within why like, is the boat going to Japan? I don't know. <laughs> it just keeps going that way. I've been. I'm doing it right. You're watching me. <laughs> Fuck a boat. Just keeps going. Um. So, anyways, he's um, the lead navigator on this resupply ship. Um, he's also recorded to have married a Mary Hinn um, in the parish church of St. Dunstan's, uh, Stepney. On August 20th, 1589, and they had two children, a son, John, and a daughter named Deliverance. Soon after, he became... <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Steve, was, Steve was ready, but he's a little slow on the draw tonight. Very. Yeah. When you said hen, I was going to make a Benny hen joke, but I was like, nah, that's reaching. It was going to be like five minutes later. You're just going to start making wild banjo noises while I'm talking about something completely different. <laughs> it's going to be impossible for me to line the audio up when I edit the episode. I'm not going to know when I when I actually meant to talk. Oh he's going to cut this whole part out, and then he's going to put himself. He's going to insert himself through the banjo joke and be like, "Look, I did it." <laughs> no, I'm just going to insert Alan Watts just randomly. <laughs> <laughs> you are the whole universe. <laughs> Um, 
So soon after this, he became uh, a pilot for the uh, Barbary Company. Um, and during his service for the Barbary Company, um, uh, Jesuits claim that he took part in an expedition uh, to the Arctic that lasted about two years, in which they were searching for the fabled Northeast Passage along the coast of Siberia to the Far East. Um, but uh, we can't really, uh, we don't know the veracity of this claim, uh, because he never uh, referred to uh, this expedition in his autobiographical letter uh, that he would write later on in his life, um, and its wording implies that the 1598 uh, uh, voyage that he went on was his first involvement with the Dutch. Um, it's believed that the Jesuits may have also misattributed this claim uh, due to uh, one of the claims of uh, a Dutch member of the ship Mahu's uh, crew, uh, who had been on a ship that had um, that had been on uh, had been on this voyage. Um, so they thought that maybe that he had been on the ship that this guy was talking about, and they they misattributed it. Mm-hmm. Um, For fucking so Jesuits. It's. Oh, we're we're going to talk about some Jesuits, um, but he was attracted. <laughs> they're they're big they're big players in what's going to come up. Um, so he's a, he's attracted uh, by the Dutch um, and their trade with India. Um, so then, at thirty four years old, um, he shipped as a, a pilot uh, major with a five ship fleet dispatched from the Isle of Texel uh, to the Far East in fifteen ninety eight by a company of Rotterdam merchants. Um, which was uh, the the Vore Company, uh, uh, which was a predecessor to the Dutch East India Company. Oh no! Um, his brother Tom, his brother Thomas would accompany him, um, and the Dutch were allied with England at that time. Both were Protestant nations that had been fighting Spain, uh, fighting against Spain uh, for uh, the Netherlands' independence from Spain. Like you do. <laughs> um, they would set sail from uh, Texel on the uh, the Hoop. Um, and joined with the uh, the rest of the fleet on June 24th. Oh, you're just making words uh, the up fleet now. can. <laughs> well, the, all the, on all sale, the ships uh, from Texel with the hoopty hoop. Yeah, the hoopty do review. Um, so, all of the ships in the fleet, because they're Dutch, they all have Dutch names. Uh, the hoop, for instance, means hope in Dutch. Um, this was under Admiral uh, Jackie uh, Mahu. Um, and it was succeeded when he died in 1598 by uh, by Simon de de Corday um, in 1599 and Simon de Corday Jr. Uh, the ship would be lost near the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, the liefde, which means love or charity in Dutch, was under uh, Simon de Cord's. Um, he was second in command, succeeded by Garrett von uh, Bunen, and finally under Jacob uh, Quarnock. Um This was the only ship which reached Japan. Uh, the Galoof, which means faith, was under Garrett von. Uh, Bro, you lack Galoof. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like something Tony Soprano would say sitting outside the Get deli. over here, you fucking uh, Galoof. Give me a slice of that Galoof. Yeah. Hey, back in the day, there were no Galoofs walking around the neighborhood like this. <laughs> Yo, you try that in a small town. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the Italian oh, version of try that in a small town. Back in the day, the neighborhood looked a lot different. Um, the Galoof, which would eventually be ca- uh, which would eventually be captained by a uh, Sebald de, de Vert, was the only ship which was able to make it back to Rotterdam. The uh, the 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 Truve, uh, which means loyalty, was under uh, Jurian von uh, Bullockhut. Um, and, who died in 1599 and was finally captained by uh, Baltazar uh, de Cord, 
which was captured in Tudor. Uh, the Bujda, uh Bodshop, which means good tiding or the gospel, was under Sebald de Vert, um, and later uh, Dirk uh, Geritz was seized in uh, Valparaiso. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. So, the, so what? Five? Sh- okay. All right. Okay. So, there's five ships in this man's uh, group, right? Yes. What are the names of these ships again? The Nina, the, the Penza. The Hoop. <laughs> the Leifta, the Galoof, the Trove, and the Blizzde, uh Bloodshot. Why does it sound like you're like reading Ikea furniture? Because it, 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 it does. It does kind of sound like Ikea furniture, you know? Uh, what happened? To, what happened? To it's coming on his, out it's with on the his boys. goofy. What happened to coming out with the boys on Saturday? It's on his goofy. I was caught up. Did you say it's, it's on his. Yeah, it's, I was all yeah, caught up his, with like, my Swedish wife. Chef. We were assembling a no, galoot. We're, we're gonna get a fucking EV. It's not as goofy as Swedish. Hi, IKEA support. Yeah, this galoof is missing a screw. You're you're gonna you're gonna think that, but but our viewer, our listenership in Sweden's gonna go down, but it's gonna skyrocket in Norway and Finland after we drop that six well, Sweden that's burn. It, that's how it always works. It's impossible to get a level, you know, representation. There. <laughs> We're the only ones brave enough to make fun of the Swedish language for being nonsense. All of all of Scandinavia is just one of those puzzles where you like once one goes up, the other ones go down. You can never have all of them <laughs> yeah. at the same level. I can't level this thing out. <laughs> um, but uh, Jackie uh, Mehu and Simon Decord were the leaders of the expedition, and their goal was to reach uh, Chile, Peru, and other kingdoms um, in uh, South America in what was called New Spain. And they ended up um, in Japan. Their rich. Uh, <laughs> yes, we'll we'll get to that. It wasn't exactly their their choice to end up there. Uh, the fleet's original mission was to sail the west coast of South America. Uh, where they would sell cargo for silver and to head to Japan only if their first mission failed. Um, right, in that they case, taking off from again? Where, wait, so, I'm sorry. Where are they taking off from? They they took off from the Netherlands. From the Netherlands, and they're going. Their 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 first stop is where? They're they're going to they're going to Western uh, South America to trade. But I mean, like where? Western like, South America, like is what, like, a like, real big like coast. modern like modern day uh, Chile and Peru. So like okay. literally like the bottom. Like like that whole side of of gotcha. like South America, pretty and much. And this is where they have to go south around Argentina because there's no Panama Canal. Yeah, right? they have to they have to go over around the Cape, which is pretty treacherous. The Cape, Cape Cod, like Hyannis and uh, Martha's Vineyard with the Kennedys <laughs> yeah. <little> compound. <laughs> the Cape, no, the Cape of Good Galoof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we're on our way to Chile with beans. Um, but so they were supposed to sell their, their cargo for silver there, and if that failed, they would go to Japan, um, and they that way they would um, and, and they would uh, sell things in Japan to obtain silver to buy spices um, in the Moluccas and then head back to Europe. The Moluccas is like the area of like Indonesia, like the Spice Islands, as, as they're called. It sounds like an Italian slur. <laughs> these <laughs> these Molucas. <laughs> um, so their goal was to sail through the Strait of Magellan to get to their destination, uh, which a lot of the, the sailors were scared about because due to the harsh conditions. Um, the first expedition around South America was organized uh, 
by a, a war company, um, which was the, the Rotterdam or uh, Magohan Company. Um, it organized uh, two fleets of five ships, uh, of five and four ships, with 750 sailors and soldiers, including 30 English musicians. But they, musicians? They just brought the, like, they brought the band? Or were they all groupies for the musicians? Well, no, they, they have to, like, entertain the people on the boats. Because, you know, you're at okay. sea for months at a time. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, so after leaving uh, Gori on June 27th, 1598, um, they sailed to the Channel, uh, but anchored in, uh, in Downs uh, until mid-July. Uh, when the ships approached the shores of North Africa, uh, Simon de Cordes, uh realized that he had been far too uh, um, generous um, in the early weeks of the voyage, um, and instituted what was called a bread policy, meaning he cut back on like how much provisions they were having because he he had let them eat eat too much. He started rationing. Yes. Um, at the end of August, they landed on uh, on uh, Cape Verde um, in Santiago uh, um, and uh, uh, and Mayo off the coast of Africa uh, because they uh, because they had a lack of water and they needed fresh fruit. Um. They uh, stayed for about three weeks um, in the hope that they could buy some goats. Um, near uh, Praia, uh, they succeeded in occupying a, a Portuguese castle on the top of a hill, but, but came back without any sort of substantial rewards for it. Um, at, at Brava, Cape Verde, um, half the crew of the Hope uh, caught fever, and most of the men, uh, with most of them sick, among them the, the Admiral um, Jaki uh, Mehu. Um, after his death... The leadership of the expedition was taken over by uh, Simon de Cord, uh, with Van uh, Buningen um, as the vice admiral. And where, um, so, where where is Cape Verde? Cape or Cape Verde? Verde Cape Verde is like off the coast of um, Africa. All right, once again, Africa itself, real big coasts. Well, it's like <laughs> like Western Africa. I, um, it's a, I believe it's still a Portuguese possession, um, but it's like there's like nothing there. Um, okay. it, it's like, it's like directly across from like Mauritania and Senegal. Okay. Okay. Like, I don't know where Senegal is. Generally, like if you were playing like Europa Universalis <laughs> and you want to, and you want to colonize the new world, you want to try to bump into it because it's a good spot to jump off and hit Brazil. <laughs> um, so it is an independent, uh, country, by the way. The Republic of uh, Cape Verde. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I believe they're in like the the Portuguese like like Commonwealth or whatever it's called, but still they're they're an independent. Uh, okay. State. Um, okay. So people are already dying. They they haven't even gotten <laughs> gotten around Africa yet, and like people are already coming down with uh, they're trying diseases. to get to Chile. <laughs> um, and yes, and uh, the 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 head of the expedition has died. Um, so because the, the wind at that time is, um, is contrary to where they want to go, um, they're blown off course, um, uh, to the Northeast and they arrive at Cape Lopez, uh, Gabon in, in modern day, uh, Central Africa. So um, when they get blown off course, and they land at these random places. Do they know where they are? I mean, they realize when they get there. No, because they have goddamn Jesuit maps, so they can't <laughs> trust them. <laughs> <laughs> they, might, they might as well have uh, Denny's uh, placement. 
<laughs> oh shit! Well, this says we're about fifteen hundred yards off the Grand Adam, Slam. Adam's just scratching his head. I don't understand, sir. I, I completed the maze perfectly. <laughs> I calculated it with the moon over Miami. Sir, Miami. Sir, we're going to You'll be. Know- we're low on provisions. No, we'll be fine. Look at the map. <laughs> Look here. He look here. He perfectly colored in. Perfectly colored in in the lines. What is what <laughs> the, fr- is the French egg? toast? Looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've now we've murdered that. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. So uh, soon after this, uh, they they come down with scurvy, um, and they land uh, at uh, Annabon on December 9th. Um, several of the men also catch dysentery. Um. They they storm the island, which was the Portuguese possession, only to find that the uh, the Portuguese and their native allies had set fire um, to their their houses there and fled into the hills to do like a scorched earth um, sort of defense against them. Goddamn. Okay. Um, they put all the sick ashore uh, to recover, and they would leave in early January um, because of starvation. Uh, the men were greatly weakened, um, and some tried to eat leather in order to uh, gain sustenance. On March tenth, fifteen ninety nine, uh, they reach. Rio uh, de la Plata in Argentina. Um, in, in early April, they arrived at the at the strait, um, uh, which is uh, five five hundred and seventy kilometers long, two kilometers wide at the narrowest point, with an inaccurate chart of the seabed. Uh, the wind uh, was unfavorable, and this um, and so they were stuck there for uh, the next four months. Um, under uh, freezing temperatures and poor visibility. Um, they caught penguins, seals, mussels, uh, duck, and fish in order to eat them. Um, so I guess, and about 200 crew... I guess the poor visibility didn't really bother too much. They caught a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, but uh, yeah. Not, not enough to save the 200 crew members who died during this period. I don't think you need visibility to... Do you think they all died to, from to hunger? find mussels. <laughs> I'm sure there's some other things. Like the, but, Maybe some of them died of broken hearts, you know? Maybe some of them ate too much, you know? <laughs> no one, no one talks about how fatty uh, du- uh, penguin is. You know, it's like duck. He had a they lot of galoof in food. Also, also, <laughs> if you fuck around and get polar bear liver, uh, it's way too nutrient rich. It'll kill yeah, you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's full of vitamin that's, polar bear. And that's why that's why the government doesn't want you to have it. And that's why we're going to start selling polar bear liver supplements. <laughs> while you're while you're checking out, there'll be like an add-on request. Get some colloidal silver while you're checking out. I want to say it's iron and something else. You got to you got to chase it. it with it. Yeah, you got to ch- chase did, your I did polar steal bear that. liver with colloidal silver. That's what I'm naming yeah, the episode: chasing our polar bear liver with colloidal silver. There it is. Perfect. How would we get to Japan? Done. <laughs> Bro, listen, we are still on the west coast of Africa, and half these motherfuckers are dead and or dying. They're trying to get to Chile, but somehow we're going to end up in Japan. I am here for it. <laughs> um, so eventually on August 23rd, um, so remember they get um, they get stuck there around uh, April. Um, so four months later, they're, they're able to uh, get out of there. Um, so when uh, finally... Uh, when they reach the Pacific Ocean on September 3rd, 1599, uh, they're caught in a storm and lose sight of each other. Um, the the loyalty, uh, the the truth, and the belief, uh, which is uh, the the galoof, 
Um, they're they're driven back in the straight, um, and uh, and then after more than a year, um, each of the ships just sort of like went their own way. Uh, the Galoof returned to Rotterdam on July in July of 1600, with 36 men surviving of the original 109 member crew. What? Uh, Corday ordered his uh, small fleet to wait four weeks for each of the uh, on. To, for each other on the uh, Santa Maria Island. I wonder how that um, works. You know, like you get back and there were like there were 140 people on board. Now there's only 30. And what do they do? Do they bring you up on charges? Like, is no, it's, 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 accounting done? Well, well, it's like, uh, well, well, generally these these things are like are are sort of accepted because you know people have been doing this for a while and it's like, you know, you're going into like the like the the great unknown. So it's now expected you, people will die, and like, but they keep this, a log, right, of like who dies and when they well, die. Well, right? yeah, they they do, like unless unless they're like specifically like murdered by somebody, like like just because they they die of like of like as long as it's accounted for that they die and it's like a reasonable thing that that like they're not going to bring them up on charges unless it's like well the captain you know he had them all fight to the death. And these, are the 30, <laughs> these are the 36 who came back during heavy um, seas like, he forced them to play pickleball well, on deck we, we have to remember this is this is the time period where and, and exactly the the type of thing where the uh stock market comes from because because that was originally was was stock the stock market was around these ships that would go on these expeditions and people would buy in stakes into these ships and they would sell them or trade them because you know so much was going on Omaha stakes. and it was like a game <laughs> And he's gambling what? whether or not they'd come back and make it, make it like back. Yeah, their shit, right? Or, or oh say, man, yeah, and say, say like you, say like you put, you know, uh, thirty kroner or whatever the currency was in the Netherlands <laughs> at that time on like a ship, and, I and got you have this investment pesos on the Santa Maria, <laughs> and, and you have like you have this investment, but you need like you need money now because you're not going to be back for like a year because they have to go to like they have to go to like the Philippines or like India East or whatever Japan. and like bring back, yeah. Bring back a fistful of nutmeg that's going to like buy you a mansion. <laughs> Look, um, someone's got to so, get the nutmeg. All right, it's literally but, but one you, fucking nutmeg. He brings you back. <laughs> but you, but you need to like you need money now. Um, right. So you what you do is you like go down to and eight seven seven. Yeah, get that now. shit done, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you you go down to the dockyard, and they would usually have like a warehouse where people would meet like the stock market. And people would like buy your stake in the company. It was original like stock trading, hmm. oh, and eventually this shit. expanded into other into other companies. Um, okay. So so it was generally accepted that there was risk, and this was like a form of like gambling. Okay. Um. So they wait. Um, Cortez waits for about uh, four weeks uh, for the other ships on uh, Santa Maria Island, uh, which is off the coast of Chile. Um, but some of the ships miss the, uh, the island. Um, Adams writes in his diary, uh, they brought us, uh, sheep and potatoes. Um, from here, the, the story becomes less reliable. Um, and, and there's a lack of sources and different changes of command in the ship. Um, in early November, uh, the hope, uh, landed on, uh, Mocha Island, uh, where 27 people, uh, were killed by the people, uh, from Ara, uh, Ara, uh, Kenya, including, uh, Simone de Cordes. So the crew um, numbers are just dwindling. Yes, um, and there's an account given by an Olivier uh, von von Nort. It was said that uh, that Cords was slain uh, at uh, Punta uh, de Lavapi 
And uh, but Adams gives the Mocha Island as the place where he died. Um, uh, the love would uh, find the island, uh, but went on to uh, Punta uh, de Lavapi uh, near uh, uh, Concepcion, uh, Chile. Um, Conception, Chile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Conception, Chile. That's where they sell condoms. <laughs> the uh, a Spanish captain supplied the loyalty and hope with food, um, and the Dutch helped him against the the Arucans, uh, who had killed uh, twenty three Dutch including uh, Thomas Adams, uh, according to his brother in a, in a second letter, um, and uh, Gerrit uh, von uh, Buningen, um, uh, who was yeah. replaced uh, by Jake uh, uh, Quakerneck. All these fucking goofy-ass names. Jacob's, Jacob, I am not keeping this straight. Jacob Quakerneck? <laughs> Quaker oatmeal. Is that what you said? It's it's Nake or, 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 or Nake. Okay. It's like... Quaker Nake? <laughs> Quaker State? This this guy. <laughs> With fucking Dennis Leary, the old Quaker State commercials. Oh, man. I was so mad when Bro, I heard I that he likes when he stole uh, a lot of his material. I was so mad about what? that. What? He got accused of it a lot. I don't know how realistic it is or not, but, you know. There's, there, there's a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, like, comedians that just, like, gave up later on in their career, and they just have, like... Other people write jokes for them. Coffee, flavor, so fucking he, coffee. So, so he probably has not done original material in a long time. Like most recently, I heard people talk about uh, uh, Rob Schneider of all people. Oh my god! How, how he doesn't? How he hasn't like written a joke in like several decades? Probably since he got on SNL, and he's that never he has like people joke, write his period. material. What the fuck? Well, you mean? Well, <laughs> he's not well, no, funny. <laughs> like as as unfunny and terrible as Rob Schneider is, like he had to at least have some talent to get on SNL. Like it's like kind of getting on like the Olympic team. Like you have to have some skill because because Lorne Michaels isn't just going to put you on there if you're like if you don't have any talent. Yeah. Didn't Rob Schneider just get on SNL as the guy who's just like willing to just debase himself though and like just kind of make like weird stupid noises and like make dumb faces? Uh, Not because he had any real comedic talent. I don't know, man. Just, a lot of people just, just like I somebody looking. like Keenan Thompson I know he's a who has like real turd. comedic talent. I know he's yeah, a huge he's a, he's a huge he, he's a huge turd and he's mad he can't be racist anymore because his uh because I think his mom is is a, a Pinoy. So he thinks he can uh he thinks that gives him like carte blanche to like just be racist against every Asian pe- person in existence and like it essentially do like racist caricatures of like Chinese people talking. Because, you know, it's like 100% like the same thing. (laughs) Absolute fucking clown. He doesn't even look Um, like passing for anything. Like, I don't even know what race he would be, you know, like what nationality. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like half, I think he's like, I think he's like half half Caucasian, half like Filipino. That's very odd. It's obviously, obviously like German and like Filipino, but, um, so during the voyage on December 1598, Adams uh, changed his ships to the to the Leaf Day, um, uh, which was originally uh, named Erasmus, um, and had a uh, wooden carving of uh, uh, Erasmus, the um, you know the the figure, the the famous uh, figure on its stern. Yeah, yeah, the famous uh, figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I guess he would be a, a mathematician. Yeah, Desiderius. Even more famous, be... people that are good at math. That's who everybody knows. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, well, I guess he'd be considered a philosopher. 
we're at least getting was, warmer now, better than he was a he was a, a he was a philosopher, humanist, educationalist, and and Catholic theologian and, and satirist. He's like one of like the most famous like uh, like intellectuals of the 16th century. I hate you, fucking historians. <laughs> You're like this most random, obscure person is like the most famous guy that did X, Y, Z. It's like, How the fuck don't you know this? And he the invented <laughs> the hairpin. Well, I, I, I it's, How it's, could you not it's, know? it's mentionable. It's, it's mentionable because you can see this wooden uh, statue of. Erasmus. I always thought it was some um, fucking in lady, Japan dude, today. To be honest with you. Oh, you. Sorry. They still have it there. <laughs> I, yes, I, it I was preserved assumed, in the in the. I assume the ship's prow's gender, and uh, I always thought it was just some <laughs> big lady. I didn't know it was just. I didn't know it was some wig. <laughs> I always thought it was some lady with big cans. <laughs> no Erasmus. I assume the boat's gender. I'm tits, sorry. tits a flutter in the wind. <laughs> You're you're telling me a cisteen painted this <laughs> Yeah, chapel? I know. I love that fucking meme. You're telling me cisteen this chapel. You're telling me this whole Siberian orchestra is trans. Are you telling me right now? Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve just throws down his headphones and just starts yelling, yelling to his wife in the house. God the Dutch damn have it. gone woke. God damn They've it. gone woke. Our podcast is They got men woke. on their ships. <laughs> They've got men on their Did fucking ships. Did you know ships. that Erasmus was a man? <laughs> it's the feminist agenda. Um, but the uh, the statue was originally preserved in uh, Ryoko in um, uh, Buddhist temple in uh, Sano uh, City, uh, Cho- uh, Tochigi-ken, um, and it was moved to the uh, Tokyo National Museum in the 1920s. Um, I've actually uh, seen this statue because I've been to the Tokyo um, National Museum. Let me ask you something because you lived in China. Is it a, like a is it like a hop, skip, and a jump to get to Japan? Is it real quick if you want to go, or is it like a huge pain in the ass? I remember from Shanghai. I think it was. I want to say it was like a four-hour flight. That's not too bad, man. That's like going from here to Boston. Well, actually, maybe a little bit more north, maybe like Maine. But yeah, it's not too bad. It wasn't. It, w- it wasn't too bad. Well, for you, it'd be bad. I mean, you'd have to go to China first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to China first. But uh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, the uh, the 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 trove the ship keeps on. It reached uh, Tidor in uh, um, eastern. I can't stop Indonesia. laughing about that shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm just picturing Ryan. The, uh, like, the ship yeah, reached- he asked you that question. He flies all the way to China just to test out the theory. And- oh <laughs> Let me see how long this flight really is. Uh, one ticket to Shanghai, please. Oh, shit. Um, but, and uh, soon after reaching Indonesia, the, the crew were killed by the Portuguese in January of 1601. Um, uh, totally off so, topic, but speaking of flights, I recently booked um, with my uh, my first like real nursing paycheck. I, I booked my first uh, vacation, which is going to be going to Chicago uh, to see my roommate's uh, graduation from nurse practitioner school. But oh, nice. when I was booking it, I was like, hey, listen, I'm doing this big. So I booked myself first class 
coming out of Orlando, direct flight to Chicago. I was like, this is going to be amazing. I got myself at the Renaissance Hotel, like downtown Chicago, I think. Wear a mask on that fucking plane, boy. (laughs) Oh, no, for sure. But it was like booking the trip i was just like this is crazy this is the only time i'm doing this i'm just going big for one time just yeah but man a four-hour flight in that first class i can't wait it's gonna be the end of august i'm so excited dude you gotta live now right as much as you can you know i want to do it now when i have the time because later on when i'm still trying to pay off all my bills and shit i'm like yeah. well chicago was fun though <laughs> i'm both of those things <laughs> I'm Ryan now, um, and I'm Ryan trying to pay his bills off. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the uh, the crew of the uh, of the the Leaf Day, uh, they're they're afraid of the the Spanish, um, so they determine uh, to leave the island and sail across the Pacific. Um, so th- on November twenty seventh, fifteen ninety nine, uh, the two ships uh, sailed westward for Japan. Um, on their way, uh, the two ships made landfall. Um, in, um, in, in somewhat unclear islands they reached, but eight sailors deserted the ships at that point. Uh, later during the voyage, a typhoon, uh, would claim the hope with all hands, um, in late, uh, February 1600. In in April 1600, after being at sea for 19 months, a crew of 23 sick and dying men out of the hundred (laughs) who had started on the voyage, uh, brought the leaf day, uh, to anchor, um, off the coast of Kyushu, Japan. Um, it's card three, one th- out of the hundred, twenty, one fifth of the fucking crew, and they're all probably half dead, skeletonized, yep. haven't eaten shit, teeth falling out of their fucking no, face. I told you, dude. You don't know that they they could be just you know they just had high cholesterol because they ate so well, you know. If they have high yeah. cholesterol, it's because they were eating each other. Let's see. Like, they died like real fast, you know. For cholesterol at the time, just, we, we built up a, over just, the last five hundred years, and the human body he, has built up tolerance to high cholesterol. That he just has, he just has a bindle full of uh, poor bear liver that he's just taking a little, little, little spidget at a time that's giving him his strength. Oh man! Um, so the uh, the cargo of the ship consisted of eleven chests of trade goods. These included uh, coarse woolen cloth glass beads, mirrors, and other sort of uh, spectacles, um, like just just sort of like fancy like glass and ornamental items, uh, metal tools and weapons, nails, iron, hammers, 19 uh, bronze cannons, 5,000 cannonballs, 500 muskets, 300 chain shot, and three chests filled with coats of mail. Um, so out of them... Uh, Nine of the surviving crew members are strong enough to stand uh, when they make landfall on April 19th off of uh, Bungo, uh, present-day Usuki uh, Oita uh, Prefecture. So less um, than one-tenth were able to actually stand to get off the boat? <laughs> Steve, or, or who had, uh, not you, not you, who, Steve, but other Steve, your theory that they were just, you know, very, very fine and just faking it is uh, slowly they were they were apart. lazy. <laughs> yeah, they didn't pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Oh, um, they were met by uh, Japanese locals and uh, Portuguese Jesuit missionary priests. Oh my um, god, those are the worst Jesuits, the Portuguese. 
the uh, the Portuguese I have uh, Jesuits to begin. Back up my argument, by the way, nothing. Begin, begin, <laughs> uh, begin, begin claiming that uh, Adams's ship is a pirate ship, and that the crew of the ship should be executed as pirates. Yeah, they're all woke. Shoot them. <laughs> they're going to bring they're the woke all, mind virus woke. to Japan. Hey, if these guys start renting stuff from you, make sure you don't give them any rights. They're woke. <laughs> Um, I mean, wait a minute, you joked they're going to bring the woke mind virus to Japan, but not necessarily the woke mind virus, but isn't that the whole reason that Japan became very, like, like insular, is because they didn't want, like, outside ideas coming in? And they no, they no, that wasn't, was the, actually, the whole uh, reason was... Canasta, they brought it, Canasta it was, and it just took over every <laughs> time. It was, it was about, uh, it was about keeping the, uh, the Shogun in power, it was about social control, much like, uh, like, North Korea or other states like that. Where the idea was more that um, he didn't want the, any of the clans to ally themselves to um, these outsiders because that could give them leverage to possibly overthrow him. Um, so that's why he eventually puts the ban on it. Um, the the Christians do eventually start problems, but it's also more of the problem too that um, that the Christians could be used as a means for one of the uh, one of the daimyo, one of the heads of the clans, um, to uh, usurp the position of shogun. Okay. Okay. Um, so the, the crew, um, uh, their, uh, their ship seized, uh, and the crew's imprisoned out of Saki castle, uh, under orders of Tokugawa Ieyasu, um, who is the daimyo of, of Edo and who will eventually become the shogun. Um, the 19, uh, bronze cannons, uh, from the leaf day are unloaded. And according to accounts by Spanish, uh, Spanish observers, they were later used uh, by Tokugawa Ieyasu at the Battle of Sekigahara on October 21st, 1600, which is like the largest and most important battle in like like feudal Japanese history. Okay. Like it's the last, it's the last great, it's like the largest like samurai battle um, in history. And it's also like the last great like samurai battle before like the samurai just go essentially to becoming like accountants and like civil servants. And then eventually the Meiji restoration happens. Okay. Um, so, uh, Adams will meet with Ieyasu in Osaka three times, uh, between May and June of 1600. Um, he's questioned by Ieyasu. Um, then, uh, uh, then the guardian of the son of who was, um, he wasn't the, the Shogun, because for, for a number of reasons, he can actually be Shogun. Uh, but he's the guardian of the son of Wait, Tycho. Dayman? Or the, the son named... <laughs> Champion of the sun. Um, he is the uh, the guardian of Tycho uh, Toyotomi uh, Hideyoshi, um, who's the son of the... Of, um, of the uh, Hideyoshi, the, the famous one of, of Toyotomi Hideyoshi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Now I know who you talk about. Um. So uh, Adams is very knowledgeable <laughs> about ships, shipbuilding. I know all the names, and I've read like books about Sekigahara and like those types of books, but I don't remember any of them. Like, I, it just is. I have like a weird blindness. Gun to my head. I couldn't spell that person's name right now. Toyotomi. I could. <laughs> yes, he's because we. Uh, he's the he's the son of Toyotomi Hiyoshi. Yeah. Who is like, um, yeah. Who's who's actually kind of like a, a remarkable figure um, in sort of like Japanese history because he was like a commoner who eventually became like the most powerful man in Japan. 
Um, um, so he is the um, he's the guardian of, of Hideyori, who is the son of, of Hideyoshi. Um, so so he's actually like in line to be like a very powerful man because the because obviously the idea is that the son of Toyotome Hideyoshi is going to succeed him as being the ruler. Was it that way? Um, well, well, yeah, because um, the Shogun is, is essentially goes in a like patrilineal line until somebody like overthrows them. Because right. the the Tokugawa okay, because so the, it's patrilineal if no one ganks your ass, basically. Well, yeah, like <laughs> it's like it, yeah, it's it, which is generally the case for most monarchies, but they're they're technically not a monarch. Um, so we're basically doing yeah, rules of the wire herd. Yes, they're they're kind of like a warlord, um, a, a dictator essentially. Like the the closest equivalent would probably be like the Roman like dictator, in that they're they're someone who has like complete control of the military. They have a complete control of civil life, and and um, but there is the emperor who's just sort of like a figurehead. Uh, the the figure the emperor is sort of like a quasi religious like uh, figurehead who who is able to like determine almost like the pope determine like who is the shogun and who isn't. Okay. Um, so Adams is very knowledgeable of ships and shipbuilding, um, and also uh, nautical uh, mathematics, which appeals to Ieyasu. Nautical um, mathematics sounds like a like a hip hop name. <laughs> <laughs> New shit, nautical mathematics. Um, Adams would describe his encounters with Ieyasu as such: uh, coming before the king, he viewed me well and seemed to be wonderfully favorable. He made many signs unto me, some of which I understood, and some I did not. In the end, there came one that could speak Portuguese. By him, the king demanded of me of what land I was and what moved us to come to this land, being so far off. I showed unto him the name of our country, and that our land had long sought out the East Indies, and desired friendship with all kings and potentate, uh, potentates in way, um, in way of merchandise, having in our land diverse commodities which these lands had not. Then he asked whether our country had wars. I answered him, yea, with the Spaniards and the Portugals, being in peace with all other nations. Further, he asked me in what I did believe. I said, in God that made heaven and earth. He asked me diverse other questions of things of religion, uh, of religions and many other things. As, uh, as what say we came to the country, having a chart of the whole world, I showed him through the Strait of Magellan, at which he wondered and thought me to lie. Thus, from one thing to another, I abode with him till midnight. And who's and, your favorite author? And, and this is what's your this, favorite food? And this <laughs> what's is, your favorite color? <laughs> and this is a letter that Adams would later write to his wife. Oh, okay. We stayed up all night long, girl talk, just giggling and pillow fighting. <laughs> well, you, we have to imagine in it's, the 1500s, it's almost like meeting, that was very like, manly. All right, I just yeah. <laughs> he brought. He, he made sure not to not to bring grave dishonor during the pillow fight. <laughs> only only honorable only honorable blows above the belt. So you got a Dutch guy speaking to a Japanese guy vis-a-vis no, a Portuguese guy. Okay, an well, he's, English he's guy. English. An English guy speaking to a Japanese guy with a Portuguese translator. Well, yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't speak Japanese because you know no one no one speaks Japanese really at this time. Like even when Admiral Perry. Uh, with the Black Fleet goes to open up Japan um, for America in the in the 1800s. 
like they they don't they don't have anybody that speaks uh, Japanese and they don't even know how things work there because when they first arrive they think it's like China and they ask to speak to the highest ranking Mandarin and the Japanese don't know what they're talking about. Japanese like what the fuck is that? <laughs> Mando who? Yeah, you listen. You're like two exits off the interstate. You got to keep going. Go fuck off. <laughs> um, Adams also wrote that Iyasu had uh, denied the Jesuits' request to have him executed. Um, and he stated as such, we as yet had not done to him nor uh, nor to none of his land any harm or damage, therefore against reason or justice to put us to death. Tok- if our country, Iyasu? Yeah, uh, the, this Shogun. is him describing like why, 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 well, he's not, he's not the Shogun yet. Okay. I, I don't uh, think. Sorry, I think he's spoilers. Still, <laughs> um, oh, Jesus. Everyone's going to fucking know me. now. Shit. You ruined it for me. Because um, this is still in like June. Um, so he said that he wouldn't execute him because he said, um, because he had not done to him or none of his land any harm or damage, therefore against reason or justice to put us to death. If our country had wars, uh, wars the one with the other, but that was no cause that he should put us to death, with which they were out of, uh, out of heart, uh, that their cruel uh, pretense failed them, uh, for which God be forever praised. And that was also in his letter to his wife. So essentially, Basically, the, like, I didn't do shit, so they shouldn't put me to death. Well, no, this is the, the Shogun's logic, or Rias's logic, of why he doesn't have him executed, is because, well, he says, like, well, you know, he's at war with the Spanish and the Portuguese, like, he's not at war with me, so I don't I don't care that you guys are at war with each other. Right. Um, um, Ieyasu ordered the crew to sail the uh, leaf day um, from Bungo uh, to Edo, which is modern-day um, uh, Tokyo, yeah. um, uh, where... Uh, where the ship, uh, rotten and, and sort of beyond repair, sinks. Um, in 1604, uh, uh, Iyasu uh, ordered Adams and his companions to help uh, uh, Mukai uh, Shogun, um, who was then the commander-in-chief of the Navy of, of Uraga, uh, to build Japan's first Western-style ship. Uh, the Navy Uraga was like one of the major like fleets. So um, Japan, wait, what is the difference between Japan's ships that they're building up to that point and Western style ships? Well, well, the, well, the Japanese aren't really building like like ships that can go around the world. Like they they don't have the naval knowledge because the Japanese aren't really like going it's a anywhere other than Japan. How, but it's an island. How do you not have naval it's, knowledge? It's, well, You're it's on a, a fucking it's a big, island. <laughs> well, it's a big it's a big island. Like they can go out and fish, but they're not you know circumnavigating the world. Like, like they don't have as much shipbuilding knowledge because because everybody's focused on a war that's been going on for the past like five centuries on the okay. island to like take control of it. Okay, I just I don't understand how you're on an island but you're not good at boats because the because the, the Japanese <laughs> well, well the Japanese not, boats they're not good at peri- boats they're not good at military boats or like large like well, passengers well, well like a like like they can't make like. Like sort of like a like a sailing ship from that period. Like they wouldn't be capable of making one that was like that that good. Because like a lot of the Japanese like like big ships that they make, they're almost like like boxes. Mm. And and uh-huh. the same is true for the Chinese because they're not they're not focused on like on like trading on the other side of the world. So they mm-hmm. haven't put as much research and development into building ships. Um, oh, but okay. you know the English, the Portuguese, they're building these ships. To go around the Ottoman Empire, where they're they're literally going around the world, just to get like the spices and stuff they want. Um, they, so they the knowledge she use, they don't even fucking use them nowadays. It's bland, shitty food. They conquered half the fucking world, 
don't even use the spices they conquered the world for. It's, it's just, I don't understand, man. Um, so they build the uh, the ship um, at the harbor of, of Ito, um, which is on the east coast of the Izu uh, Peninsula, um, with uh, carpenters from the harbor uh, supplying the manpower for the construction of an 80-ton vessel. Um, this vessel was used to survey the Japanese coast. Um, the Shogun then orders a larger ship of 120 tons to be built the following year. This is slightly smaller than the Lifta, which was uh, 150 tons. That's a fucking big ass. That's a 120. Jesus Christ. Well, this is this is boat. also what I'm talking about. They're not they're not building ships of this size either. Okay, that's um, that's enormous. Okay. Um. So, uh, according to uh, Adams, um, Iyasu uh, came aboard to see it, and the sight whereof gave him great content. Um, in 1610, the 120-ton ship, which was later named the uh, San uh, Buena Ventura, uh, was lent to a ship-direct crew of Spanish sailors. Um, they sailed it to New Spain, um, and they were accompanied by a mission of 22 Japanese, led by uh, Tanaka uh, Shosuke. What is New Spain? New Spain's like Mexico. Mexico? Okay. So they went from Chile to Mexico? Or went from Japan to Mexico? Japan to Mexico. Because remember, this is, these Spaniards, they crashed. They're like, well, you can have this this okay. like ship that we built. Okay. Um, so uh, following the construction of these ships, um, Iyasu invites Adams to his palace uh, whenever he liked. Um, and that... Um, and also stated that I always must come in his presence. Um, other survivors... Uh, <laughs> uh, what? Say that again? Um, that He essentially said that he had to be on the, like, Iyasu's, like, call, and that, okay, like, but, whatever but, he but, wanted but, him at the palace, he had to, like, okay. come and, like, see him. Okay, okay but what, how did he say it, though? That I always... That always I must come... Uh, Come in his presence. <laughs> Goddamn freaks. <laughs> the freaks come out at night. I All was right. going to sing the same song. Freaks come out at night. <laughs> Other survivors of the, of the Leaf Day, uh, they were rewarded with uh, special uh, sort of like uh, favors uh, from Ieyasu, and they're allowed to pursue foreign trade. Uh, most of the survivors left Japan in 1605 with the help of the uh, daimyo of the domain of, of Hirado. Um, Adams, though, did not receive permission to leave Japan until 1613. Um, Melchior uh, von uh, Sandfort and uh, Jan uh, Jostein von uh, Lodenstein, um, they engaged in trade between Japan and Southeast Asia and reportedly made a fortune doing so. Um, both of them Why were... Why couldn't I'm sorry. Why couldn't Adams leave Japan? Well, you'll 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 find that out in a bit. But it's because he's become like Iyasu's like guy. Okay. So so Iyasu like wants to keep him around, so he's not allowed to leave. So he's essentially a prisoner of the of the Shogun. Um. Okay. Yeah. But he's. I, I like how you just try to bury that. It's like, oh, you know, he didn't get permission to leave. Like, what the fuck? Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It gets. It gets. The Shogun. You'll, of you'll see. Yes. <laughs> Show enough. Show enough. <laughs> um. Um. So both of uh, both of them uh, are reported by Dutch traders as being in um 
uh, Ayutthaya um, in early 1613 and um, sailing uh, junks full of uh, expensive cargo. Um, Ayu, uh, Ayutthaya, I, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it, but it's in modern day Thailand. Okay. It's like it's like a state in I think like mid southern like Thailand. Um, okay. In um, in 1609, um, Adams contacts the interim governor of the Philippines, uh, Rodrigo uh, Divera, uh, de Vivero y uh, Abrucia, um on behalf of Ieyasu, who wished to establish direct trade contacts with New Spain. Uh, friendly letters are exchanged, um, officially starting relations between Japan and New Spain. Um, Adams is also recorded as having uh, chartered uh, Red Seal ships during this uh, during his travels to Southeast Asia. Um, the uh, the the Red Seal ships are these sort of like the only ships are allowed. It essentially got a writ of trade, which is why they the call Red, it the Red Seal. Are those the Red okay. ships of Spain. <laughs> no, Mister Goulet. <laughs> Red <laughs> oh man. Um, we know this too Andy from the. Rooney. Uh, I mean, Andy we, we Williams. <laughs> Andy Rooney. No way. <laughs> um, too many Jillikers. Um, <laughs> too too so, many Jillikers. Radioactive man. <laughs> a, a, a Japanese historical document, the Ikoku uh, Tokai uh, Goshuenjo, um, it has a reference to a Miura engine receiving the uh, the. Shuinjo, um, which is a uh, which is the red seal that authorized uh, that the holder could engage in foreign trade in 1614. Um, Miura uh, Anjin, as as you'll come to find out, is Adams' Japanese name. Hmm. Um, so, uh, taking a liking to Adams, as I mentioned, he also appoints him as diplomatic and trade advisor, bestowing uh, great privileges upon him. Um, uh, Adams will eventually become a personal advisor. Um, to Ayasu on all things related uh, to the West, um, uh, on the countries there, and also uh, Western civilization. Um, after a few years, though, um, Adams replaced uh, the Jesuit uh, Padre uh, uh, Yao uh, Rodriguez as the uh, as the shogun's official interpreter. Um, uh, the Padre uh, Valentim uh, Carvalho uh, wrote of this. After he had learned the language, he had access to Ieyasu and entered the palace at any time. He also described him as a "quote unquote" great engineer and mathematician. Hmm. <laughs> Imagine being complimented. He can add. He knows numbers. Well, well, no. This is also a time period where, like, there is no such thing as public education. So, if you know how to read, like, like reading like is becoming superpower. more common due to due, due to like a vernacular uh, Bibles becoming more common. Also um, slow down because the average American has a middle school reading level. So I mean, <laughs> but but the I fact, but the fact that he can off. He said vernacular. <laughs> but, but 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 the fact that he could do more than like just simple like like figuring means right. that means that he's figuring. like that he's like impressive. <laughs> more figuring, he could do better than Lord, just figuring. He don't gotta not take his just shoes a off. Right man, he can figure. He can, he can keep his boots on and count to 20. He knows all the numbers. He's figuring right now. That's why he's not talking. He hasn't said the answer yet. He's figuring. Um, as mentioned, uh, Adams Adams has a wife, Mary Hen, back in England, and as well as two children, 
um, Bayasu forbids him uh, to leave Japan. Um, oh, what he, an asshole! Uh, Ieyasu presents uh, Adams with two swords, which gives him the authority and status of a samurai. Aren't we, okay, whoa, so what's better? Aren't two samurai swords like noble? Two I'm going with two chains, but aren't samurai like nobility? How can you just be? Yes, he's essentially given him a noble title. Uh, for instance, he, he's actually made a samurai. For instance, like when people talk about uh, Yasuke, the uh, Yasuke, the the, black, uh, the former the, yeah the former the former slave, he's not actually a samurai. Technically, um, he he becomes like the weapon bearer for Oda Nobunaga, which which makes him a retainer. He's not actually a samurai. There, there's a difference, right? Yeah, the sure. Japanese because Japanese be- to this day will never let you take part in their culture. <laughs> but, like, yeah, yeah, but, sure. You could be but, like a samurai junior, like a little like a like the junior police officers, or like when a pilot gives you little well, it's, plastic. Well, it's also yeah, you're like, a little pilot now, sure thing, man, kid. <laughs> they're they're extremely. Like, but but it's off. also the fact too. But but it's the fact too that like that like a samurai like they they could like they could literally just kill whoever they wanted if they were like below them. So so it's essentially you become like. The feudal Japanese version of like Judge Dredd, if you wanted to be. <laughs> I am sick though. And this is this is this is during a time period too in like Japanese history that if you're like a calm person and like a samurai like doesn't like you, like he could just kill you on the spot. Like because it, it's not like there, there's no sort of like protections like there are in say like what if you um, like in feudal. Does he like swear a blood oath? Like, are you dead? Do, do other samurai have to like if they see you? No, he. Like, no, Why mean he's? Why well, I mean he's you probably were, your landlord, so he probably yeah, knows where you're gonna come back. So you're ducking him anyway, right? So I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you run away, he's gonna trip on the bathrobe trying to chase you, or what do they call that thing? Whatever, he's gonna trip on it trying Komono. to chase you. you. You can make it. Yeah. No, uh, no. Could it be summer? He could be wearing a yukata. Um, so when he, when he receives the, the swords and is, it is made a samurai, um, this is also, by the way, uh, um, uh, 18 years after, uh, Yasuke. Um, oh, wait a minute. Is this, is this, is this the Tom Cruise movie? Is this the last samurai? Is this, is no, that, is this, this is actually, white guy samurai. Well, no, this is actually the, uh, the novel by James Clavell, or is, I should say the novel is heavily based on this, uh, Shogun. Okay. Oh, I have that in the other room. Which, which, oh. which there's a, which I've there's like a made-for-TV movie from the '70s, which was very popular. Yeah, um, yeah, that was really popular at the time. So, no um, relation to the Last Samurai, though. No, okay. um, <laughs> that, that that also fucking movie. So there's been so there's well, been multiple white samurais. Then well, I feel like this is cultural appropriation of the highest level. Well, the the Last Samurai also takes place like 260 years after this. I've never seen oh. the Last Samurai. <laughs> I've never actually watched really? it. Really. It's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched it. It's a good watch. No, I um, watch it once. It is. It is very confusing to Japanese people because it, it violates so many aspects of basic history. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> um. So the Shogun decrees that William Adams is now dead, and that Miura Anjin is a, is um oh, is a uh, Japanese born, uh, samurai again Japanese. now now is born fucking born again Japanese What's, it's, it, yes he's <laughs> he's essentially he's declared his old uh his his old self is declared dead and he's declared that he's now a Japanese man named Miura Anjin 
um, and, and a samurai. Hmm. Um, so according to the logic and, and rules of the Shogun, um, Adams is now free to serve the Shogun permanently, um, effectively making his wife a widow. Um, I love how that is. It, You're free. Oh, this was all to get permanent. Well, because he's wasn't it? He wanted some strange. Well, well, well. No, it's essentially the Iyasu doesn't want him to leave. So he's like, "Well, I've, I've, I've declared you officially dead. Yeah, so all I of your serious. former obligations are gone." <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, good lord. Well, he does. I, I do say this because he does have a. He does take a Japanese wife. Of course. Um, but, but of Adam's, course. <laughs> Yeah, he but, said he's but the Adams, original weed, bro. So absolutely, are you surprised? But Adams uh, does uh, does still send uh, regular support um, to his wife um, through English and Dutch trading companies uh, while he's alive. Another great man brought down by alimony. Another one. Um, he's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adams is given the position uh, or title of uh, uh, Hatamoto or Bannerman. Which is a like a very like high ranking uh, position and a direct retainer of the shogun. Um, retainer was, like <sighs> retainer like no like like a member of like the court like like in Game of Thrones like the like the hand of the king like like that type of retainer. I'm gonna blow your mind. I've never seen Game of Thrones, man. Well, he's he's just like anytime you watch like a like a movie or something and like people are talking to like the king or queen about like. Like policy and stuff like that. Okay, they're, those are retainers. They're the they're talking to the king or queen. They're like they're like essentially like they're they're lackeys. They're like they're like they're people wars. who are in their employ. <laughs> okay, okay. They're like the non um, the non trial attorney attorneys that they keep around. They're uh, they're smithers. Gotcha. Yeah, I brought you what you asked for, sir. Um, <laughs> if you did, sir. <laughs> What would you do, Smithers? If every day you came home, I shoved my face in your crotch. <laughs> it was, it was you, sir. <laughs> you, sir. Um. Uh, so Adam spoke of his, um, of of his, uh, the sort of like the payments and such they got from the the shogun for the services that I have done and do daily, being employed uh, in the emperor's service. The emperor has given me a living. He was grand. Um, he was given a uh, a fife. Um, in, uh, in, uh, Hami, uh, uh, w- uh, which was in the bounds of modern day, uh, Yokosuka city. Uh, and he was given, uh, with 80 or 90, uh, husbandmen, um, that be my, uh, slaves or servants. Um, his, was ast- William Adams gay? He got 80 or 90 husbandmen. It's, it's essentially like a, like a way of saying like men that were in a service. It's, it's <laughs> okay, so he had eighty or ninety uh, men that were. Uh, well, they don't. They don't do. Uh, they don't do. Uh, they're not polygamy. like the Romans and the Greeks. Yeah, they don't. They don't like. They're better than like, that. Yeah, like. Well, they would. They would have like mistresses, and there were there were different rules to uh, that. But they 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 were not really that cool with like people being like homosexual in that regard. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so his estate was valued at 250, uh, Koku, um, like Koku is like, it's like an odd Japanese financial measurement of that. Um, and it's the, uh, measurement of yearly income of, of land and rice. And, and one Koku was defined as the quantity of rice sufficient to feed one person for one year. 
Okay. Um, it, he would. He finally wrote in his letter, um, "God hath provided for me after my great misery," um, and essentially stating that you know he was on that that like disastrous voyage and he ended up essentially being like a nobleman in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, his estate was located next to the harbor of Uraga, um, which was the traditional uh, like way that you entered into the Bay of, uh, of Edo or modern day Tokyo. Um, okay. there, um, there he, uh, rec- uh, there he was recorded as dealing with the cargoes of foreign ships. Um, and a John Sari is related that when he visited Edo in 1613, Adams had resale rights for the cargo of a Spanish ship at anchor in Uraga Bay. Um, it is, it is also rumored during that time that Williams had a, uh, or that, um, Adams had, a, a child born in, in Harado with another Japanese woman. Um, his, um, his position, though, gave him the means to marry uh, Oyuki, who was the adopted daughter of Magome uh, Kageyu. Um, he was, uh, uh, Magome uh, Kageyu was actually a very important official because he was a, uh, a highway official who was in charge of the uh, pack horse exchange on one of the imperial roads that led to, to Edo. Um, this is uh, pretty important because um, all of the different uh, daimyo that um, that run the different, like, um, essentially become like the prefectures of Japan, okay. um, they have to travel on foot to Edo uh, back and forth every year to be in court. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sort of like a like a Louis the Fifteenth, like like Court of the Sun King type thing, where this keeps them like they do this to make it so they keep them busy. Like they keep one of their children as hostage and they make it so that they're either like in the capital or traveling like to and from the capital most of the time. So they're not spending that much time at home to sort of like uh, format rebellion against the Shogun. That's ingenious and profoundly fucked up. Um, so so being the like essentially like the guy who collects the tolls on the on the road that all these like rich guys and their like Toll retainers, which when. Yeah, when they when they go when they go back and forth. <laughs> Welcome to Worcester, dollar twenty five, please. <laughs> that is one Kids of today the don't exact change. They don't even know about. They're all gonna if laugh you, at you. If one of the eleven people that are listening to us have never heard Tollbooth Willie, you need to go download it from Napster and listen <laughs> no. to. <laughs> Listen to Tobooth Willie. No. You just need to go on LimeWire. Look, <laughs> just need to go on LimeWire and download Tobuthwilly.mp4.exe. <laughs> just pay forty-two Fortnite coins to your local music dealer on the dark web and get Tollbooth Willie. I I was sitting here thinking I was running through because I used to know every line of that. I'm running through the skit in my head. I'm like, there's none of those lines that I could say right now that would be appropriate. No. <laughs> They're all like, 25 oh, they're here. all fucked. All every single one of those goddamn like insults that he throws out at everybody that comes to the toll booth is just like wildly inappropriate <laughs> in 2023. Uh, uh. Um, so he's collecting all you the tolls from all to these. You forgot to pay the uh, fucking toll, you dirty whore. <laughs> I'll fucking drop you with a boot to the skull. Uh. <laughs> because because all the daimyo are traveling with like a whole bunch of people like it's not just them they're they're traveling in like huge huge parties of people right um so even though he's important 
um, Oyuki is, is not of noble birth uh, or uh, high social standing. Um, so um, Adams is, is very capable of marrying her. It's not a problem. Um, and it's also believed that he may have uh, married her uh, for, um, for affection rather than for social reasons. Um, Adams and Oyuki eventually have a son named Joseph and a daughter named uh, Susanna. Oh, so you're saying he might have actually married for love? Yeah. Okay. Um, Adams is constantly traveling around uh, for his work. Um, initially, he tried to organize an expedition um, in, in search of the Arctic Passage um, that, that had uh, previously eluded people. Um, and he had a high regard for uh, Japan and its people um, and Japanese civilization, saying of it, The people of this land of Japan are good of nature, courteous above measure, and valiant in war. Their justice is severely executed without any partiality upon transgressors of the law. They are governed in great civility. I mean, not a land better governed in the world by civil policy. The people be very superstitious in their religion and are of diverse opinions. That's, I mean, that's that's we, high regard. That's we, a nice way to write we it. We have them. to remember, too, because, like, if you look at 1600, like, England, it's probably going to be, like, incredibly dirty and, and like... Like pretty chaotic compared to Japan because right. like the the Japanese people bathe almost religiously, and this is during a period where Europeans think like that if you that if you bathe more than like once a month you'll get sick. That's why they never oh, got the God, boats done, so- Ryan. That's why they never got the boats done. They were just bathing all the time. Ah, you know? Too busy just cleaning. Yeah. And scrubbing. You can't okay. you can't engineer or build if you're cleaning all the time. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> it all it all went into uh, to sponge diving. And it because makes that's sense. how they could get the good woofas. It makes sense because Britain had this fantastic military, you know, and they didn't bathe. So, mm, okay, all go. right, it's all falling into place it's now. It's all okay. about bathing. Um, in 1604, uh, Ieyasu uh, sent uh, Jacob uh, Quakernick um, and the treasurer uh, Melchior uh, von uh, Sandfort um, on a uh, on a Red Seal ship that he licensed. Uh, to Patani in Southeast Asia. Uh, so here's the question. You're on a boat. Do you take, for bathing, do you take Zest, Irish Spring, or Lever 2000? Lever. Lever? Yeah, I'll make that shit last. Okay. <laughs> first of all, I'll, first that, of all, what I'll do does is... Does that last longer than everything boat, else? Right? So, uh, so two-thirds of us are dying. So I need to, I need to stay clean, <laughs> right? So I'm, I'm going to cut. They got to find a spick and so span. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cut my, my bar lever 2000 and a half. So when people ask me if I have any soap, I'm like, dude, I'm almost out. Like every time, <laughs> you know, that's why people just stop asking me because they feel bad. They think I'm almost out of soap. I'm going to die. Right. And then when, and then when he, and my uh, soap lasts he gets four like, times as long. And then when he starts going crazy from starvation, he'll eat it. Like he'll, he'll say it's his, his uh, ice cream bar. You can eat it. Start you can, going to town you can on eat it. soap, dude. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can eat it. It's not great. It doesn't taste great. <laughs> I swore a lot as a kid. Trust me, you can eat the soap. Can you just um, flavor two thousand now? That shit. That shit smelled good, man. You know. Hell yeah, you can. Oh, it's nice. just it's you know everything's dominated by like body washes, so it's kind of hard to find like bars of soap anymore. But like my local Publix has like a whole bunch of bars of yeah. soap, and I swear I've seen Lever Two Thousand recently. I wonder like, if yeah, you want the old man section, like, one of the <laughs> one of those like hipster soap <laughs> places, and just call it the soap bar. You know, and you have like a bar in the yeah. front and the soap in the back. You see, 
There business you. in the front, party in the back, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Ieyasu orders them to contact the Dutch East India Company trading factory there, uh, which had just been established in 1602 in order to bring uh, more trade to Japan and break the Portuguese monopoly. I don't think the company's um, name is si- long enough. The Dutch East India Company train factory? <laughs> well, that's not the name of the company. It was the the factories are, are like the the like the port. Ah, a factory is a place where you build things, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I was just figuring. As 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 Ryan puts on his uh, his like reading glasses that he bought at like, CBS. <laughs> now I'll have you type know, in Google and he, see what comes up when I type in factory. <laughs> and, and you you like take them off mid mid explanation. <laughs> uh, in 1605, um, I hate you. <laughs> uh, Adams obtained a letter of authorization uh, from Ieyasu uh, inviting the Dutch to trade with Japan. Um, so initially, the Dutch are not able to send uh, trading ships to Japan due to their conflicts with the Portuguese and their limited uh, resources in Asia until 1609. Um, the two Dutch ships that land, one is the uh, the Griffin, or De uh, Griffion, created uh, by uh, Jackie's uh, Specs, um, and the uh, the Rude Liu mit uh, Pilsen, the uh, Red Lion with Arrows, uh, were sent from uh, Holland and reached Japan on July 2nd, 1609. Um they would establish a, uh, a trading factory on Hirado Island. Um, two Dutch envoys, uh, Pilk um, and uh, Vanderbroek, um, they were the first official bearers of their letter of Prince Maurice of Nassau to the court of Edo. Fucking both um, of them? Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Adams negotiated uh, on behalf of them and the Dutch were able to obtain free trading rights throughout Japan and establish a trading factory there. Man. Um, this, is, um, this is more than the Portuguese, who were only allowed to sell their goods in Nagasaki um, at fixed negotiated prices. Right. Spoiler alert, Nagasaki is not going to have a great time a couple hundred years from now. Um, he Jesus. Would, he would write, <laughs> it's Oppenheimer just opened. What do you want? It's on my mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're a history podcast, goddammit. <laughs> We're not going to ignore it. We're not going to ignore the atrocity that happened. Oh, my God. Uh, Especially with Nagasaki. Nagasaki was like, it wasn't as bad as Hiroshima, but it was more of an atrocity because it wasn't even ordered by the president. The Navy just took it upon itself to be like, well, they haven't surrendered yet. Let's just throw one more at them. And they had five more in development ready to just keep throwing them. What? Well, well, they had they had one they had one that was they had one that they had a third that one was ready. that was like kept in reserve and right, they did they, they were developing well they more. did they, were, they did the they they meant to do the second one because they were because it was to show them that they had more than one and then there was also things too about them testing out like the like perfecting the technology um, but the like one of the main reasons too why the why the Japanese uh, surrendered after that was because they had captured an American uh, pilot. Who had been shot down, and they had tortured him. And under torture, he claimed that the United States had like a hundred of them. And, and that combined with like the Soviet invasion of Manchuria, they were like, uh, "Yeah, we should." They were gonna surrender anyway. They that's, did not that's need the, a second 
the, the historical drugs. the historical record on that is is spotty and there's no clear evidence that they were immediately able to because the negotiated surrender that they were making with the Soviets was essentially a white peace that they would have kept most of their territory they would have kept Korea they would have kept Taiwan they they would have mostly been kept intact and and like it would have which was unacceptable um so the idea was that they were just willing to unconditionally surrender right after that is not accurate um it's debatable about you know like whether they should have used the second one due to the fact that it was a civilian target and stuff like that um and also people do um but it is at that time with what they knew it seemed very much possible that they could have fought to the end because on the the islands that they had just taken like Iwo Jima and stuff they were literally like like strapping like bombs to people and like throwing them off cliffs because they're like you have to kill yourselves for the Americans get here and and it's also debatable of how how much the Japanese people agreed with that like like right. how much they actually believe that or how much of it was just like the insane psychos that were the imperial Japanese military right and this is is after eight this is after eight years of war this is after the Japanese used chemical weapons on the Chinese population at least 500 times that were authorized like this right. is after like atrocity after atrocity of them just raping and pillaging and burning their way across China so the idea that they would just like that they that they were done that that they had gotten out of their system uh in in a way that would have been a, an unconditional surrender which was the only surrender that was acceptable is is not like set in stone like you, I, you can't say that <laughs> William Adams this has been your atomic man. minute with Steve <laughs> <laughs> I love how we dropped the, the, the goddamn atomic bomb in Japan and had the surprise Pikachu face like oh, what <laughs> what, are, what are you doing <laughs> Jesus. We, di- we didn't just massacre and murder millions of people wait why did you have to go and do all that what come on man <laughs> Jesus um but Adam said of um, of his time uh, of negotiating this, he said, the Hollands are uh, be now settled, um, and I have got them that privilege as the Spaniards and Portugals could never get in their 50 or 60 years in Japan. Um, I also so after, do just want to uh, make a side note to say that I like our little asides like that, because if anybody's ever like, oh, you guys have a script to go by. There's no way that you could possibly add an aside like the entire description of what could have potentially or what was going to happen. Did someone say that to you? We uh, don't go by Steve kind of goes by a script, but it's like uh I kind of no, no, have no, no, to. No, 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 what I'm saying, no, no, what I'm saying is like when you go off topic like that, it just shows that like there is at least a base level of knowledge here. We're not just three clowns sitting around. No, we've established this recording we're, ourselves. We're not idiots. We're not this. We're not we're not this. We're not this. <laughs> We're not those YouTube channels that like experts. they'll just read. Well, they'll just read like the like the work Warhammer 40k wiki entry on like orcs. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't even read it. They get that fucking text to speech voice that all like yeah. the Amazon reviews. Like you'll look something up on I Amazon. Hate that you'll be like, hey, I wonder thing. if anybody has this table. So you go to fucking they should- YouTube and you search the table name and it's an 11 second video with a recorded voice going you should buy mecha do 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 Chinese random brand tables and that's they, it they should oh, uh, I hate them things they should just use the the female well, like TikTok design. voice you know the one that's like kind of kind of happy that has the weird inflection yes yeah. just, just have that read like 40k yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, so after um um, after uh, obtaining this uh, training right through an edict of uh, Ieyasu on August 24, 1609, um, 
the Dutch would open their trading facility in, in Hirado on September 20th, 1609. Um, the Dutch uh, would preserve their uh, their uh, trade pass in Hirado um, and then in uh, Dejima um, as a guarantee of their trading rights during the following two centuries that they operate in Japan. Um, like when the Americans like arrive uh, with the Black Fleet in the 19th century, um, there's a lot of confusion as well on the part of the Japanese because the Japanese send translators and the translators translate into Dutch and the Americans don't speak Dutch. So, so they're also confused because they're like, why, why don't these guys speak Dutch? Like everybody in the world speaks Dutch. <laughs> no. all, all these white people speak Dutch. <laughs> You're all Dutch, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, in 1611, um, Adams learns of an English settlement um, in the Banten uh, Sultanate in present-day Indonesia. Um, he wrote um, He wrote to them asking for them to convey news of him, uh, of his uh, family and friends in England. Um, and he also invited them to engage in trade with Japan um, as, quote-unquote, the Hollanders uh, have here uh, an Indies of money. Um, what does that mean? Six- like, this is just a bundle like, money? It, well, it means, like, Untapped you know, like, say... Well, they they call it the the East um, the East India Company. Well, like the West uh, it, it, the West India Company, like the West Indies, the like the Caribbean, like like that's what he means. Like like they're making out like the like the Caribbean like colonies where they're getting like sugar and stuff. Gotcha. Like so they're making a lot of money on the trade with um, Japan. Gotcha. In 1613, an English captain, John Saris, arrived at Hirado and um, uh, on the ship Clove. Um, intending to establish a trading f- uh, factory for the British East India Company. Yeah, um, those kids in high school used to smoke cloves, little clove cigarettes. I liked cloves; they were all right. You liked them? Yeah, I didn't buy them. Like, I think I went out of my way one time to buy a pack because uh, we were in uh, New Hope, PA, which is where you went to get such things, and uh, mm-hmm. they were like, if if you smoked them all the time, they were not good. I, I defy anyone to explain that shit to me because it just was not the same as a good old-fashioned cancer-producing cigarette. They were the best, you know? <laughs> Let me get that Marlboro Red. There was nothing it like was it. It was a good, like, clean-burning nicotine. Like, people like, oh, you should smoke cigars, and so you smoke less. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. These things are delicious. I want more. <laughs> yeah, give me a... Oh, man, if I could go like back. like smoking a Pier 1 import. Oh, uh, <laughs> <there> was a... <laughs> Uh, Absolutely, dude. Um, Saris, um, Saris noted uh, Adams, Adams' praise for the for the uh, Ford Japan um, and his adoption of Japanese customs. Um, He uh, maybe just maybe he was fucking deathly terrified that this all powerful military figure would fuck him up. (laughs) Maybe he might have just been a little bit protecting his own shit. Yeah, well, no, like, well, ah. you'll, you'll you'll see that he does have like he is offered like ways out, and um, he doesn't like take. Yeah, because nobody's um, gonna take that fucking well, goddamn uh, tanto and slice open their stomach. Well, yeah, you, we have to remember. Not. You have to remember too. Like in England, he's just like the poor son of like a guy that got him an apprenticeship as like a sailor. So he's like pretty poor in in England. He lives a pretty bad life as like a sailor, and over and over in Japan. Like he's essentially like a ward. Like he's he's like living the life of nobility that he could never have in England due to like the English like nobility system being like very much like closed off to you know common people from ever like achieving those heights. 
Um, so, like, the OG of the weebs, what every white guy that wants is obsessed with Japanese well, culture wants to be successful well, in Japan. Well, well, even if he, even if it isn't, like, Japan, like, say you washed up, say you washed up somewhere and, like, some rich guy who ran the place or whatever liked you. And he's like, I want you to, I want you to stay here and, uh, but you can't leave, but you also get to, like, live like a, like a, essentially like a, like a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not that hard of a thing. Like like of course there's the whole like you can't leave thing, but but it's also the yeah, fact too. Yeah, there's the whole you're a slave. Like sorry, you're well, not he's, going anywhere. Well, he's you're not a, a he's not a slave, a but, but prisoner. He's he's essentially an unofficial prisoner. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's essentially <laughs> on. <laughs> you're trying to make it sound so nice and like like kind of like well, smooth. Well, I'm it sort over. of I'm oh, sort of giving he is like a prisoner against his will. Whether he has nobility title or not, he can't leave. And well, he has shitty. that he has that ankle bracelet, so you, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Of course, he has to like keep it out of the shower, but he's got to go see his PO every week. He's got to <laughs> pee in the cup. He's always risking going back behind the fence. You know. <laughs> Um, but Sarah said this of uh, said this of uh, Adams that he uh, that he would give him admiral and affectionated uh, commendations of Japan. It is generally thought amongst us that he is a naturalized Japaner. Um, in, in Harado, um, Adams would refuse to stay in English quarters, and he would reside instead with a local Japanese magistrate. Um, the English noted that he wore Japanese dress and spoke fluent Japanese. Um, he uh, Adams estimated uh, the cargo of the clove, though, was of little value to the Japanese um, and that it's uh, it's cargo of uh, mostly uh, broadcloth, uh, tin and cloves, um, uh, saying that such thing as he um, as he had brought were not very vendable. Um, now, can you imagine like being an English trader? Like going to Japan, well, we all and seeing are, right? this guy walk around in a kimono, looking down his <laughs> nose at you, like oh, the fuck out of here, bro. You're, you're you're you still eat bangers and mash. Your your money's no good here. Boy, Can look you at imagine this, this. Look at this, this right smug, tough here. <laughs> <laughs> this smug asshole. I'd want to punch him in his goddamn face. Like, bro, you're British. Stop it. Stop your fucking nonsense. <laughs> um, Adams would travel with uh, Saris to uh, Suruga, uh, where they met with uh, Iyasu. Um, at his uh, residence during that time in September, um, the uh, the Englishman would continue on to Kamakura, uh, where they visited the uh, Great Buddha of Kamakura, which is a large like Iron Buddha statue you can visit, mm-hmm. um, and um, they they etch their names um, uh, their names uh, on the um, uh, on the uh, on the Buddha statue um, uh, with the date of twelve fifty two. They continued uh, to Edo, uh, where they met uh, Ieyasu's son Hidetada, um, who was the who was like nominated essentially to be the successor shogun. Um, although uh, Ieyasu still retained most of the decision-making powers at that time, um, and so he's like doing most of the work in, in order to pre- uh, prepare for being the shogun, and also because Ieyasu is getting like too old to do things directly. Um, during the meeting, Hidetada gave Saris uh, two varnished suits of armor. Uh, for King James the first, um, these uh, suits of armor have been on display in the Tower of London. One of them is on display in the Tower of London, and the other one is on display in the Royal Armories Museum in Leeds. Okay. Uh, the so, suits like, were we the, see uh, the suits were signed by uh, Ey uh, Yosemon of of Nambu, um, and they were um, part 
of a series of uh, presentation armors of of an ancient uh, 15th century style called uh, uh, Domaru style. So they're like sort of like very like ornamental and fancy um, suits of like traditional Japanese armor. Um, on their return, they the English party would visit with Tokugawa again. Um, he conferred uh, traveling privileges to the English uh, by Red Seal Permit. Uh, which gave them a uh, free license to abide, buy, sell, and barter in Japan. Um, they would return to Harado on uh, October 9th, 1613. Um, after this meeting, Adams asked for and obtained uh, Togawa's authorization to return to his home country, uh, but he finally declined um, Saris's offer to take him back to England. Um, he said, I answered him, I had, spent, um, I had spent in this country many years through which I was poor, and desirous to get something before my return. His true reason seemed to lie rather with his profound antipathy for Ceres. Uh, the reason, uh, and he would say, the reason I would not go with him was for diverse injuries done against me, which were things to me very strange and unlooked for. Um, so essentially what? he didn't want to go back with Ceres because Ceres was like a dick to him. Right? He's like, oi, why are you wearing that dress there, mate? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, what what diverse injuries was he? Was he beating him? Like, was he just like? He, well, his ass well, no, I shit? think I think he was. I think he was just insulting to him. And he called that injuries. Well, yeah, that's like. Oh God, the, the that's like that's like goes fancy back like sixteen hundred. Oh, he injured me. He called me bad names. <laughs> I died. He murdered me. <laughs> um. Adams would accept employment with the uh, the newly founded uh, Harado Trading Factory and signed a contract on November 24, 1613 with the East India Company for a yearly salary of 100 English pounds. Um, this was more than double the regular salary of 40 English pounds earned by uh, other um, people of similar status at Harado. Um, Adams had a lead role under uh, Roger uh, Richard Cox um, and together with six other uh uh, compatriots, uh, Tempest Peacock. You're saying uh, Richard uh, there's a guy there named Dick Cox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure. William, and you went past Tempest Peacock to that? No, but Tempest Peacock came after you said Dick Cox. Yeah. yeah. Um, Richard Wickham, William Eaton, Walter uh, Carwarden, Edmund Sayers, and William uh, Nielsen, um, and they organized a new English settlement there. Um, Adams had advised Saris against the choice of Harado, uh, which was small and far away from the major markets, which were Osaka and Edo, um, and had uh, and he recommended a selection of Uraga near Edo uh, for a post, um, but Saris wanted to keep an eye on Dutch activities. Um, during the 10-year operations of the East India Company from 1613 to 1623, um, only three English ships after the Clove brought cargoes directly from London to Japan. Um, they were described as having uh, items that were of poor value on the Japanese market, um, and the only trade which helped support the factory was organized between Japan and Southeast Asia, which was chiefly Adam selling Chinese goods for Japanese silver. <laughs> so all the British shit that they brought over there was just that, just absolute garbage that they were like, we don't, we don't want this. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because like, because like broadcloth, for instance, is just like, just like cotton cloth. That's just, cloth. just like everybody can. Do yeah, that it's, shit now. it's it's just well, well, they also wear like silk, so so it's like a rather like like coarse, like you know, so people aren't going to pay a lot of money. Um, right. um and 
in, in Richard Cox's diary in 1617, wrote, Were it not for hope of trade into China or procuring some benefit from Siam, uh, Patania, or Cochin, China, um, it, um, it were no staying in Japan. Yet it is certain there is silver enough and may be carried out at pleasure, but then we must bring them commodities uh, to their liking. Um, and, and Cochin, China is like the area of like is in like present day Vietnam. Okay. Um, so the the Portuguese though and and other uh, Catholic groups uh, that were in Japan they they consider Adams a rival because he's an English Protestant. Um, uh, after he like initially became like powerful and and sort of like in the um, in like the service of the Shogun, uh, the Jesuits had tried to convert him to Catholicism. And then also offered to secretly uh, take him away from Japan on a Portuguese ship. Um, and, they're trying um, to get rid of homeboy. They're like, nah. Yeah, they're they're you're, they're trying to get rid of him. Waves. And and the fact that like Iyasu had said that he couldn't leave shows that the Jesuits were willing to like risk their own um, their own position there to get rid of him. Um, and um, Catholic priests would continue as they did when he initially arrived to claim that he was there to like discredit them in the Catholic faith. Um, in 1614, uh, uh, Carvalho um, complained that Adams and other merchants, um, uh, uh, complained about uh, Adams and other merchants in his annual letter to the Pope saying, by false accusation, Adams and, and others have rendered our preachers such objects of suspicion that he, Iyasu, fears and readily believes that they are rather spies than sowers of the holy faith in his kingdom. Um, and Iyasu, who was uh, influenced by Adams, um, sort of like uh, consul to him, um, and uh, d- disturbed by the uh, sort of the actions of Japanese uh, Karishitans, which is like the, the term for like Japanese Christians, uh, mm-hmm. expels the Portuguese and Jesuits from Japan in 1614. Um, he demands that all Japanese Catholics abandon their faith um, under pain of death. Um, and uh, and he also warned Ieyasu about future Spanish um, attempts to make contact Look, with Japan in the he's future. He's so ignorant. You don't just abandon your galoof, all right? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, you only abandon all these galoofs that started showing up into the neighborhood recently. <laughs> well, one of one of the like one of the things they would have them do, for instance, was they would um, they they would have like a coin with like Jesus on it. And they would put it on the ground and like make them like walk over it, and if they wow. refused to walk on it, they would uh, they would be put to death. Why? Oh, oh, bro. Maybe it's just because it's a different time, but it's like, hey, listen, I'm gonna kill you, or you're gonna walk over this coin that is. Oh, Jesus. it's sure, a man. Way... Throw shit right on the ground. Let me walk right over it. I got you. No problem. It's a way different time in the 1500s. Sure, there are plenty of like uh, rational uh, uh, people that probably don't fully one... embrace uh, religion explaining everything, but. Your average person, again, unread, uneducated, or, or whatever. Well, the uh, the 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 Karishitans had also become like they they they'd won. They they were like like most people who like convert to a religion. They're they're like pretty crazy about it. Yeah, they get, and, and they also become somewhat. Well, they they also became like a iconoclastic. Right. Like like they they sort of do like what Christians are doing in like like Rome when the Christians became dominant where they just start like smashing like pagan temples and stuff like that like they start like right. defacing shrines and stuff too so it, it sort of becomes the thing too like well they're making trouble and they're they're sort of under the sway of these like outside people so this could become a problem for me so he's like yeah you guys are all gonna have to abandon this Christian thing or you're gonna have to die 
<laughs> right, right. Oops. Um. So as as seen previously, after 15 years living in Japan, uh, Adams has difficulty sort of like relating with the English that arrive. Um, initially, he shuns the company of newly arrived English sailors uh, in 1613, um, and and again, uh, as noticed from his like letters and such, he couldn't get on good terms with Saris. Um, but uh, Richard uh, Cox, um, who was the head of the factory, uh, he would come to appreciate Adams um, and that. Um, and, and sort of talk about how he had acquired like Japanese self-control. Um, in a letter to the East India Company, Cox wrote, I find the man tractable and willing to do your dear worships the best service he may. I am persuaded I could live with him seven years before any extraordinary speeches should happen between us. Okay. Um, Adam, Adams would... Uh, so, so essentially saying, like, I, I don't see what the problem is with the guy. I can get along with him. Like, we're not going to come to blows until maybe, like, seven years or whatever after, you know, being stuck with each other. Okay. Um, like that seven-year itch. Yeah. So, uh, Adams would begin engaging in, or he would engage his time there with many converse, uh, commercial ventures. Um, as said before, he tried to organize a uh, an expedition to find the Northwest Passage um, from Asia, um, which would have uh, reduced, you know, travel times between uh, Europe and Asia which would be sort of like this idea that there was a mythical like waterway that would go through the north of Canada um, that that would sort of like so you wouldn't have to go around the uh, the the Strait of Magellan. Do, wait, so does that exist or no? No, they were never able to find it, but it was like but they were always searching for, and it no, led to mean, a lot like, of guys. Does it, does it exist like right now? No. Okay. You say they were never able to find it, but I'm saying like, is it a thing that like we found since then? No, no, no one because there's the North Pole and you know a lot of like empty Canadian wilderness. Gotcha. Okay. Um. And uh, Iyasu, uh, uh, that um asked him that um um asked him you know if his if his countrymen were able to find. Uh, the Northwest Passage, um, and uh, he uh, he tried to organize an expedition uh, through the East India Company, um, sort of at that urging, um, but the expedition never never took off. Do we know? Um, just just they never could get the get the investment in it. They were too broke. Well, no, it was also like we're they they were too busy, you know, like doing the triangle trade with China. They're just like, yeah, we don't we don't really care anymore. Um, because uh, because by this point as well too, um, they they were able to like since they had gotten used to the trade and they were making colonies in like India and such, and and in Africa that that it wasn't as difficult to make the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, he would make uh, an, uh, through the East India Company. He would make a number of trading voyages to uh, Siam um, in 1616 and uh, Cochin, China in 1617 and 1618. Um, uh, usually for the company and also for himself. Um, he is, um, he's also recorded, uh, under, in Japanese records as the owner of a red seal ship, uh, weighing 500 tons. Jesus Christ. These boats just get bigger and bigger. Um, so because many of the, because they're not sending many ships from England and because the, uh, the cargo that they have is a very poor quality. Um, uh, Adam's, is still able to use his influence to gain uh, trading certificates uh, from the Shogun, 
uh, to allow the uh, the East India Company to still be involved in Japanese trade, but not just trading, you know, items from England, but also um, items from Southeast Asia. So they're able to get in on that. Um, so they made a total of seven uh, junk voyages to Southeast Asia uh, with uh, mixed profit results. Um, How many good voyages did they make? seven junk well, uh, voyages. How many good voyages did they make? Well, well, a junk is a type of ship, like his big... <laughs> They made seven junk voyages, <laughs> seven mid voyages, and one real good one. Real one based voyage. Yeah, one based. Thank you. One based Who's voyage. Bo- uh, the voy- Boy, <laughs> the I tell you, this, vi- this voyage is mid as fuck. But that one time we came was based. Based voice. That shit was busted on God for real, for real. <laughs> like, no cap. Um, no cap. Four, four of the X. Expedi- <laughs> no, there is a cap. Sorry, there is a captain. It's a ship. Uh, four of the expeditions were led by Williams Adams, uh, by William Adams as the captain, um, and he renamed the ship he acquired in 1617 as the Gift of God. Um, he sailed <laughs> oh it on his uh, expedition that, like that year to coach in China. You can't think. I, there's no more of an aggressively Caucasian the gift name of than the God. gift of God. Nah, dude. Like that's like naming your ship the Unsinkable. <laughs> the best ship ever. <laughs> that's like naming your company Ocean. Ga- um, um. In in 1614, um, he wanted to uh, organize an expedition to uh, Siam uh, to bolster uh, the the factory at Harada. Um, he bought and upgraded a 200-ton Japanese junk for the company, renaming her uh, Sea Adventure, and hired about 120 Japanese sailors and merchants, as well as several Japanese traders or several Chinese traders, an Italian and a Castilian uh, trader. Um, the ship uh, left heavily laden on, in November of 1614, uh, and the merchants Richard uh, Wickham and Edmund Sayers of the factory also joined the voyage. It was heavily laden because your mom was on it. <laughs> uh, the expedition was sent to purchase raw silk, Chinese goods, uh, sepan wood, deer skins, and ray skins. Um, the uh, the ray skins were used uh, for the hilts of uh, Japanese swords. What kind? What skins? What do you like? Say? Like stingrays. A ray. Okay, gotcha. Um, the ship carried. Uh, uh, 1,250 pounds in silver and 175 pounds of merchandise, mainly Indian cottons, Japanese weapons, and lacquerware. Um, they would encounter a typhoon uh, near uh, Ryukyu, uh, near the Ryukyu Islands, which are modern-day Okinawa, um, and they had to st- and they had to stop and repair the ship uh, from December 27, 1614, uh, until May 1615. Um, they would return to uh, in June of 1615 to Japan without completing any trade. Um, God damn! Can you imagine your ship gets fucked up? It takes five months to fix, and then you just go back. <laughs> like, not nah, fucking, we're going back. Um, Adams would again uh, leave Harado in November of uh, 1615 uh, uh, for Ayutthaya in Siam um, on the refitted sea adventure, intent on obtaining uh, sapan wood for resale in Japan. Um, his cargo was mainly silver, 600 pounds uh, of it, um, and the, the Japanese and Indian goods unsold from the previous voyage. Um, he would buy uh, vast quantities of high-profit products, um, and his partners would obtain two ships in Siam in order to transport everything back to Japan. 
Um, he sailed the Sea Adventure to Japan with 143 tons of sapanwood, 3,700 deer skins, um, and returned to Harado in 47 days. Um, the return trip was from June 5th to July 22nd, 1616. Um, sayers on a hired Chinese junk reached Harado on October of 16, in October of 1616 with 44 tons of sapanwood. Uh, the third ship, a Japanese junk, brought 4,560 deerskins to Nagasaki, arriving in June 1617 after the monsoon. It's not nice to call a Japanese ship junk, man. I know. <laughs> it's whack. <laughs> Your kimono is whack. <laughs> Your shoes, Your katana, whack. whack. <laughs> Your junk, The way whack. you don't even like to smile, <laughs> whack. Your pagoda, um, stance, whack. whack. Your wooden shoes, whack. Um, but me, less than a week after, tight as fuck. <laughs> That's why it turned down for what just starts blasting. Um, uh, uh, less than a less than a week after uh, Adam's return to Japan, though, uh, Tokugawa Ieyasu dies. Oh, what? Uh, um, Adams. Uh, accompanied by uh, Cox and Eaton, goes to court to offer um, uh, the uh, offer uh, company presents to uh, Hidetada, the new ruler. Um, although his death seemed to have weakened um, Adam's uh, influence over the court, Hidetada agrees to maintain the English trading privileges. Um, he also issued a new Red Seal permit for Adams, uh, which allowed him to continue his trade activities. Um, mm. His position of, of Haremoto was also renewed. Wow. Um, at this occasion, on this occasion, Adams and, and Cox also um, visited the Japanese uh, admiral uh, Mukai uh, Shogun uh, Tadakatsu, um, who lived near Adams' estate. There, they discussed plans for a possible invasion of the Philippines, which was then controlled by Catholic Spain. In, six, in March of 1617, Adams set sail uh, for Cochin, China, having purchased the junk sayers had brought with, uh, brought with him from Siam and renamed it the Gift of God, as mentioned. Um, he intended to find uh, two English factories, um, or, or two English factors, I should say, uh, Tempest Peacock and Walter Carwarden, who had departed from Prado two years before to explore opportunities in Southeast Asia um, and, um, and had not come back. Um, Adams learned in Cochin, China, that Peacock had been uh, plied with drink and killed for his silver. Uh, Carwarden, who was waiting in a boat downstream, realized that Peacock had been killed and hastily tried to reach his ship. His boat overturned and he drowned. God damn, he lost everything. Um, Adams sold a small cargo of, of broadcloth, Indian uh, peace goods, and ivory in Cochin, China for a modest amount of 351 pounds. Um, that's like 96,000 pounds today, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> D- depending on how badly the pound is doing right now. Um, Hard times at Pound Town. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what used to be that you could buy a lot pound town now you can't buy anything at pound town i can't even get my mushy peas. can't even afford to take my can't even afford to take my girlfriend can't to pound get town. my mushy peas how am i supposed to how am i supposed to look presentable to a bird if pound town's looking like this um, <laughs> can't buy fipples and nips no not anymore bird. He said a fucking bird. I was supposed to look resemble to a bird. In uh, six, in sixteen eighteen, 
Adams is recorded as having organized his last Red, uh, Red Seal uh, trade expedition to Cochin, China, and Tonkin in modern-day Vietnam. Uh, and this was the, the, the last of expedition Tonkin. of... The, yeah, yes, see how of, it all of connects. The, of the, Everything of the is a goddamn time is a flat circle. Right. Everything connects. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this and this would be the last mission of the of the Harado factory for the English. Uh, the ship, a, a chartered junk, left Harado on March 11, 1618, but met with bad weather and was forced to stop in Oshima, in northern in the northern uh, Ryukyu Islands. Um, the the ship sailed back to Harado in May. I think the problem that I'm finding is that they keep sailing on these sh- these ships that are junk. If they got on a good ship, I feel like they would you be really able just, to complete their missions. You want me to like go through the junk jokes you've made and pick the best ones? Okay. No, I do not at all. Well, I would say this I also reg- goes back. I regret to- every single one I've said. Well, this this also goes back to the beginning of the podcast. You're just like, eh, hey, don't they're they're an island. They don't know how to make boats. What, what's the deal? What do you mean they don't know how to make boats? What do you mean? How how hard is how hard is it to make a boat? And then now hey, just hey, like, hey, I didn't say I could make a boat. I never said how hard is it to make a boat. I said if you live on an island, I distinctly you got remember Ryan. Boat, I distinctly man. remember Ryan saying, "Give me some wood, a saw, and a hammer, and I'll show you a fucking boat." I could look at I could Tom Hanks cast away a raft, but I can never make you a boat. If I ended up on an island, I'd be fucked. <laughs> I might be able to make a radio with my radio. <laughs> um, Bro, I can make a radio if you give me a coconut and some strength. That's about the only radio that I'm going to make you to. <laughs> uh, um, so the the English were, were never really successful. Um, the, the Japanese were really interested in their goods, um, and they were not able to maintain the factory. Um, though during their time there, the only thing that really kept it alive was the the Japan wood that they got because they were able to resell it in Japan with a 200% profit. Um, but eventually what happens is is that due to the high cost of maintaining the factory, it falls into bankruptcy and they have to abandon it. Um, Adams, would, Adams would die at Harado, north of Nagasaki, on May 16, 1620, at the age of 55. Um, he was uh, buried in Nagasaki, uh, where, his, uh, where you can visit his uh, grave marker. Um, his gravesite is also next to a memorial to St. Francis Xavier, who was like the first like Catholic priest to like bring Catholicism to Japan. Um, okay. In his will, he he My left his uh, townhouse saying. in in. A- <laughs> um, in his will, he left his townhouse um, in Edo, his wife in uh, in in Hami, um, and five hundred British pounds to be divided evenly between his family in England and his family in Japan. Uh, Cox wrote, I cannot but be sorrowful for the loss of such a man as Captain William Adams. He, having been in such favor with two emperors of Japan, as never any Christian in these parts of the world. Um, uh, Cox would uh, record that Hidetata transferred the lordship from uh, Adams to his son Joseph Adams, with the attendant rights to his estate in Hami. Um, Cox wrote, uh, He uh, has confirmed the lordship to his son, which the other emperor uh, gave to the father. Uh, they they refer to the shogun as an emperor. They don't mean like the actual like emperor. Right. I I, I think they don't really like understand the concept of the shogun. They're like, well, well, that guy's doing everything, so he must be the emperor. I mean, um, this is definitely a, a nepo baby shit, but that's fine. 
Like, listen, it's, um, it's yours because the, the, the emperor gave it to your dad, so now it's going to be yours. You didn't really earn it, but we're giving it to well, you. Hey, you can have it. But when when you have your awakening, when you when you flip open a beautiful beautiful history book, you're like, man, this Nepo baby's been the shit's been going on for centuries. <laughs> Just Fuck wiping you. your not brow. Even, Look not at this even shit. <laughs> not even Japan's immune from the nipple baby shit. Um, uh, Cox would continue to remain in contact with Adam's Japanese family, sending them gifts. Um, on the Christmas after Adam's death, Cox gave Joseph his father's sword and dagger. Um, and in March 1622, uh, he offered silks to Joseph and Susanna. Um, Cox also uh, administered Adam's uh, trading rights. Um, for the benefit of Adam's children, um, Joseph and Susanna. Um, he carried this out um, uh, conscientiously, um, so he wasn't really, like, taking advantage of them. Like, he was actually, you know, helping them. Gotcha. Um, okay. Back in England, uh, Adam's daughter, Deliverance, uh, married a... Married a, uh, a mariner from Ratcliffe named uh, Raph Goodchild at St. Dunstan's uh, uh, Church in, in Stepney. On uh, September 30th, 1618, uh, they had two daughters, uh, one Abigail in October of 1619, uh, who died um, on that same month, and Jane in April of 1621. Um, Deliverance would later marry for a second time uh, to a John Wright at St. Alf- uh, at Alphagy Church in Greenwich on October 13th, 1624. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1623... The, uh, the English trading factory at Harada was dissolved by the East India Company, and Cox departed for England, and the Dutch traded on Adams' children's behalf via the Red Seal ships. Um, Joseph Adams inherited the title of Miura Anjin and became a trader and made five voyages to Cochin, China, and Siam between 1624 and 1635. By 1629, um, only two of Adams' shipmates from 1600 survived in Japan. Uh, that would be Melchior Van uh, Sandfort and Vincent uh, Romain, Melchior um, and Vincent. who lived quietly in Nagasaki. Melchior, yeah. Vincent, and Balthazar. <laughs> um, in 1635, uh, Tokugawa Iemetsu um, enforced what was called the Sakoku Edict, um, which closed uh, Japan off from foreign training. Um, both Joseph and Susanna disappeared from the historical records at this time. Um, oh, Adams see, also. We've been here. We don't need. We've been here. We lived here. We. we, we everybody else can stay out. We're just going to pull the ladder up right behind us. Sorry, right, bye guys. <laughs> um, Adams um, also has had a second uh, memorial monument at a location um, of his residence in in Hami. It consists of a pair of what are called uh, Hokio Into, uh, which is like sort of like a like a pillar type monument, um, um, and it's. Um, um, and it's also one that's left for his uh, wife. Uh, the monuments were erected by his family in accordance with his will, and the site was designated a national historic uh, site in 1923. Um, the uh, the English would also um, make a monument for him in London in the um, in the 1920s, um, but they would get um, some of the aspects of it like wrong. Like they said, for instance, he was the man who discovered Japan. Uh, which, you know, is not accurate. Because his people already live in there. How can you discover it? Um, but but they eventually did this in the 1920s. And this was also during a period where, um, where like, um, 
you know, relationships, the relationship between Japan and like the United Kingdom is sort of like in, in a in, in a bad state. Mm. Right. Um, so that is the story of William Adams, the first weeb. <laughs> I mean, he lived the dream. He's a failure in England. He was a success yeah. in Japan. He got himself a Japanese wife, had himself kids. Died at 55. It's a good age. And had himself an anime <laughs> body pillow. Yeah. Got all the pocky he could want. <laughs> He studied, he studied the blade. The blade. <laughs> yeah, he studied, he studied the blade. While the while the while the Portuguese were too busy studying the Bible, he studied the blade. While you were galoofing around Gabon, I studied the blade. <laughs> All right, and that's it. Good night. Good night. Bye.